0: Hey everyone, and the listeners and men and women all over the world is Adrian Trotter, and you are listening to The Millennial Dad. The Millennial Dad is where I, Adrian Trotter, seven days a week, go into the funds and fears of raising children in 2018. This episode coming up is non-explicit, so if you have little ones, that is okay. They can listen along with you. And uh, while you listen to the journey that I have in store for you today. Today wasn't uh, too much activity, but uh, you will see or listen while I go into it. Alrighty, well thank you so much for listening so far and let's get this show started. Hey everyone, and thank you for listening to tonight's, or today's, whatever time of day it is for you, episode of The Millennial Dad. Tomorrow is a very big day. I mean, everyone will come when he wants to come, but we are checked into the hospital for 12 o'clock p.m. in Jacksonville, St. Vincent's. Memorial, I think, that's the name. Hospital. We're all super excited. Tonight might be the last night without another soul. Like, Aveder's been with us for nine months, but he's in the safe comfort of Mommy's belly. Danielle can't wait for him to come out. Not just because of the pain and the turmoil that a little baby can give, but... um, She's just happy to see our little son into this world. I got another website live this evening, another one kind of scheduled to go live. So my workflow is catching up. I'm getting some work done before the baby. I'm also getting some playing done before the baby, <laughs> playing some uh, video games and, and uh, Liliana watch, was watching TV this night is just a magical night um i mean it'll be really cool if avenir is born on the 12th i mean it would be really cool also if he shared a birthday with his cousin peter the 13th and my father the 13th and his auntie celesta well my auntie celesta great aunt celesta the 13th it's a uh, that would be kind of funny because liliana's birthday shared with paul the 23rd so That will be one, (laughs) too many trotters packed in on March, you know, one on top of the other. My sister's was the 10th, as uh, I think I said yesterday, but I'm just a happy dad. I really am. I am just can't wait to be a father. And this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, dads and fathers, right? Like, I kind of went and a little detail a couple episodes back about Liliana's dad and how there's a place. Everybody in this world has a place. Her dad's place is her dad. Like, who cares what kind of person he is? Like, you know, I don't really know him as a dude, as a person. All I know is Danielle's stories about him. But, I mean, I interacted with him a couple times at, like, the basketball games and I did take note that he was a uh, a kid, you know. But I've seen him also in like uniform from um, working at the waste management, you know. Like he's providing for his uh, his daughter. I mean, child support payments come in. You know, he's. I don't know how to describe it. Like I, I always would call. You know, the dads that aren't don't have the kids most. Like no no custody 50 50 you know where it's mostly like they only see him like four weekends. I was like Disney dad. What I mean by that is, um, or four not four weekends four uh, days out of the year the week uh, the month. But I call it Disney dad because it's just fun and games at daddy's place all the time. And then my mommy's you know there's rules structure you know you gotta listen and all this other stuff. But uh, today, after Bible class, I got into a conversation with my cousin. Yes, the same cousin in which we ran into the mall the other day. And this cousin is one of my older cousins by about almost 10 years. But again, this is a spiritual cousin. I want to make distinctions in this podcast because people will ask me like, about my natural cousins and most of them are in oregon in portland and california so they're out west my natural cousins so i don't really have that many interactions i have lots of interactions with my spiritual cousins so this particular cousin you know we walk outside and we start talking one part of our conversation led to dance he expressed to me about the feeling he got when he and um his former wife split up He was in the service serving our country, and he's calling for his son and or calling and talking with his um, former wife, and she she starts talking about, you know, he, he hears his son call another dude dad in the background, and he was describing to me the feeling he got when, you know, another man was called father from his natural son. And he said it kind. Of, it hit him really hard to the point where he had to call on, on a lot of what we teach about in our class. Um, his uh, heavenly father he had to call upon him and really hold himself back from some of the instinctual, you know, anger that you get as, you know, as a father and a, and a um, son you know, father towards a son, not philoprogenitiveness, right? That's a big word. It's like a $10 word, right? Philoprogenitiveness, which means the instinctual love for your offspring. And uh, he told me how when he calls in, you know, he would say, like, who am I? Who am I? You're my dad? No, who am I? Jan Bowman, you know. So he told me about, like, some of the things he went through when that happened with him. And it really got me, you know, thinking and interested because I, I told him I never stepped my boundaries with Liliana's father. The reason why was because Liliana is an amazing girl, a very, I mean, I totally love her with all my heart, but she's not like, didn't come from me, you know, like that's, that's not a product of me. Because my wife but and, and and him but not me and so he had no matter how bad or good or whatever of a person that is her dad and i and i uh keep him in his place like that i respect him for being the one that brought uh liana into this world and i don't ever overstep my boundaries with him. and that's a part of being a millennial dad because sometimes Being like, especially if you start dating women now, if you're like 25 through 29 or 25 through 30, you're not really too much going to find women that don't have kids. It's very rare. You know, they've had relationships. They've had time to be in relationships. And then, you know, for some reason, they either were just boyfriend girlfriend and she got um, pregnant or they were like married and just separated, but. There's really great women with kids. So you have to like make that choice within yourself. Are you willing to, because a kid isn't like just another kid, like around and That kid is a person. That kid is also a product or a part of that person that you're trying to date. So that being said, there's going to be like baggage mentally, spiritually, and also physically. And I don't mean a kid as baggage. Don't get me wrong, everybody but there's like history, right? History that you have to accept and learn to mold into your own life. That is why I affectionately say Liliana is the daughter who'd adopted me. When I first was dating my wife, I wasn't just jumped in and said, oh, this is my boyfriend, just deal with it. No, I was introduced to Lily. Liliana got to know me. I hung out with Lily and mommy, you know, like it was a It was a um, process where I was, like, grafted into their little two-person family. And boy, am I grateful. That is the thing that I can't replace. I'm not a replacement person. I'm not her replacement dad or anything. But by golly, while she's at this house, I am going to be the best dad or father figure that she can look to you know like I'm not she I'm here with mommy me and mommy are inseparable you know we are two peas in a pod yeah we might go through our tiffs and argue and stuff but reality is I love her she loves me and that's how a family goes through thick and thin we are in this thing together we're in this love together so as he was expressing to me he He also said that, uh, Danielle's mom, um, like came up to Jan with tears in her eyes at one instance and said, I know what you're going through. And she, like, that's the thing is I feel like broken homes go through generations because and so do strong families. Not saying just because you're in a broken home, you can't have a full relationship. Right. But, um. That's a lie. I mean, I just see the nation and see the statistics of our country, and divorce rates, and that's what I gather. Right? Is the um, the complete like divorce rate of over fifty percent? but it compounds the generations that go forward after that. Most of my friends that are divorced, their parents were divorced, and then their parents' parents were divorced. So they never really learned the core values of, like, a family because they feel like that's normal. Oh, no, well, you know, they're divorced, they're separated. The only one I knew that was like that was my friend I talked about when I grew when I first grew, was growing up was Riley. So I got to see kind of a strong person go through... That um well his parents were already divorced but he was explaining to me like I didn't know what a stepdad was you know in the sixth and seventh grade all I just knew was daddies and mommies and people really didn't see because um, interracial couples weren't a big thing they didn't really see how like I like they couldn't put pinpoint my race even um growing up and um, holding jobs people still couldn't pinpoint my races until I told them or they saw pictures of like my dad and my mom, and my whole family. Then they'd be like, Oh wow. Now I see it. You know? So as we're um, coming to the uh, middle of this episode, the whole point of this in the last like couple minutes here is that everybody has its place. I never overstepped my bow- boundaries or my limits of who I am and with Liliana, her father is her father. He can be, um, not to me, like, not really that mature at times, but that doesn't uh, get rid of the fact, you know, that that's who, that's her daddy, you know, my daddy. So, Liliana, like, I never want to, like, joke, like, it's really tough because, Danielle and I will be joking and stuff and we just got to be careful because I'm not saying we joke on him like that but to a kid any the impressions people get even on like little side comments or something you might say not in, in innocence you're not trying to do anything but they pick up the kids are like very good at picking up like your words and your words hold like I'm a firm believer in like words having power and Like the last episode I talked about Danielle speaking someone into existence. I'm a big believer in that. The reason why is because like the words that you speak can tear somebody down, like with how like verbal attacks and abuse, but they can also raise somebody up An encouragement, a smile, happy places, happy faces, like all of those, your words when you're smiling and you're really happy, they, they permeate. They go through your whole conversation. It changes the whole mood and lets people realize who you really are talking to. It can, that's, I, I just love relationship building. I love fostering those relationships and bonds and interactions and all that. I'm a sociable being. I am a sociable person, which is one of the reasons, as I say almost every podcast, is I make this podcast. I create this podcast to speak to my children, to the listeners, my loved ones, whoever's listening to this right now, to get them to really understand who I am. In one aspect, at the nights that i wrapping up the night, I jump on the podcast and I just start talking about different topics. Some of them have a flow, you know, some of them have a consistency of thought. But sometimes it's just how I felt that day. You know, it might be a confession of how bad I'd done or how good I feel and all of that. But you get to know me as a person. Flawed, good-hearted, strong-willed dad. With a millennial dad. And too many times us millennials get bad raps like, I don't know, that, I don't know. I probably should look up some of the Common misconceptions of millennials, and go over that in the next uh, portion of this episode. But I just wanted to bring that up before we end, before we get to the middle. It was about my cousin and how he felt, and he was kind of give everyone. It's funny when you're about to have a kid, everyone gives you like these side advices, stuff I've never heard before, or something, or good well wishes, and all that. I mean, I take it. Don't get me wrong, but it's just um. It's just funny, like, funny to think about, because everyone becomes, like, an expert, or or not even an expert, just welcome to the club, you know? Welcome to the the daddy club. (laughs) Well, it's now the middle of this episode, so I will take a little breather here, and then I will catch you guys on the last half. Hello, guys, and... uh, Thanks for listening. This is the second half of this episode of The Millennial Dead. So, I think I said I would do something. Um, I didn't end up doing it, so I turned on the recording to kind of keep myself honest and look up this particular um, kind of like the common misconceptions of millennials. I'll read that to you and give me my my thoughts. So, let me actually pull up. that on Google here, okay, 10 misconceptions about millennials, okay, so, let me see if they, oh man, I wish, let's see, okay, Okay, here's one. Ten. Millennials aren't religious. So, that's not completely true. I mean, at least for this millennial, my what I believe isn't so much, um, like, mainstream religious. But if we look up what religion means, okay, so... Is the belief in and worship of a superhuman controlling power, especially a personal god or gods. Synonyms are faith, belief, worship, creed. Uh, creed, I like that one. A system of Christian or other religious beliefs like a faith. Okay. So, yeah, not so much like religious. It's not like a superhuman thing super like yes there's there's a lot of things that are beyond human control like the nature for example but um, I'm not going to get into too many things but let's go to the next one no one feels more entitled than they do that's a common misconception um, I guess it's, I should reference the website it says people.howstuffworks.com and uh so older people say that millennials are like hugely entitled because their gate, their parents give them just about everything. Um, uh, some people, I feel like entitlement is not generationally like stagnant like that one is that people think because I know a whole lot of baby boomers that are super entitled. I know a whole lot of Gen Z's super entitled, you know, like entitlement is just a personal trait. That's not, um that's not the uh it's, it's just a personal trait, not generational, like people feel like they deserve something. And I think in some regards everybody does, like, you know, when you feel there's some level of entitlement on some work aspect of your life anyway, right? Some people say millennials are racially tolerant. I guess it's a common misconception. It's a common misconception. Um, uh, but I know there's a lot, actually, there's a lot of, um, really bad people in this life when it comes to race that are around my age, but, um, seven, they need constant praise. That's not true. I'd like to be, I, I liked to be praised. I like to be, um said I did a good job, but constant praise? No. Um, the another thing too, as I digress as I'm reading this stuff, they I feel like everyone likes to be praised. Like everyone likes to say, job well done. That's that's like a good feeling inside once you work really hard and you achieve something. I don't think that's so much just a millennial thing. I just think people just like to be praised (laughs) this one's kind of funny number six is Millennials are social media experts Um, (laughs) that's really funny Um, I mean we grew up along the side along right along with technology and the technological revolution um, with internet emails cell phones texting and social media but people like will hire someone young because they need them to handle their social media uh, just because you know how to turn facebook on and post about yourself doesn't make you a social media expert social media is a science it takes testing and if you haven't ever done any of the tests and you're not going to be good at it you know, like, you don't know what works, what doesn't, um, what are some pitfalls, you don't know anything, you have to actually sit down and test it, right, um, gosh, that's, just is crazy, I like that one, um, like, and plus, another thing that's in this article, it says, um, that millennials aren't necessarily using the social media platforms that match a company's needs, yeah, like, I, I would, totally agree with that main reason why is because most of them are just posting about themselves they don't know if a whole company like how to post as a company how to like what key performance indicators for their company you should go for or anything that one's that one's pretty good i like that one um because that's something that everybody thinks just because i mean it does help let me put it to you like this it does help that i am a millennial and i'm in social media like that's my space social media marketing in digital marketing, but it's like everybody totes that they know how to use social media. And that's far from the truth, For especially for a business. Another one is millennials don't want to be homeowners. Um, That's totally a lie. Like in this day and age, at least for me, let me just put a lot of this on myself as the microcosm, the little spokesperson for millennials, because I'm the millennial bad. I want to own a home. It's just hard as heck too. There's so many rules, regulations. Um, a lot of people owning homes now, like that are my um, like generation above me, were actually like owned them in like some of the worst times to get a home and the easiest times to get into one. Um. Yeah, like right now, just a little home story. Actually, you know, I'm gonna save our home experience. For later, because it is a very, very long story. Because it was an arduous process, and we're still in the process of it. But we didn't realize how much loopholes, how much there was involved with buying a home. In buying a home, you want not just a um, just a settle, just a settle, because you got the money and you just want to buy. No, you, we're looking to buy a home that we can grow our grow our whole family into, something for Avner and Liliana and everybody, you know, like, that's some of our, some of our desires. you know, that's, I definitely want to be a homeowner, especially because you have your own land and your own property to build towards, you know, it's different than renting, way different, <laughs> no marriage for them, wow, that is, that is crazy, like, I've always wanted to be married, Um, uh, but I do know, like some of my friends though, that are like, why, why get married? You know, they are, it's not for them. Reason why is because they, they feel like they're missing out on stuff if they get married and things like that, but they don't understand commitment. And I think that's not generational. I just think that's just not what they were taught. You know, they weren't, you have to be taught in a way, like, not like someone sitting you in school, sitting you down at the desk, opening up a textbook and teaching you. I'm talking about just by nature or going or being around people like i go to bible class and like 90 percent of the people if they're old enough to be married are married you know um it's a huge thing and like most a lot of the marriages are very successful in my opinion like 25 years 30 year marriages and you know there's it's just one of those things where it's it's like we're i'm in an atmosphere that shows nothing but healthy positive marriages so I wanted that, and so I seek that out. That's so number four of the ten. So we're going backwards, right? Now, number three is they're content to live with mom and dad. Um, that's not a hundred percent true. Like, I couldn't stand living with my parents. Not saying like they were bad people or anything, but um, I just don't like the feeling of having to um, rely or live with them you know, I didn't like that feeling at all because I didn't, it just didn't sit well with my soul. Now, do I have brothers and sisters? Yes. Some of them still do live with mom and dad, but that's just because options are limited. It's not like they want to, they're content, they're happy. It's just hard as heck for them to where especially where they live, find jobs and then get on out of parents' house. Like it's not, it's not easy like it used to be, like, it's not easy just like, okay, I'm 18, you know, rent's only 200 bucks a month, it's time for me to, like, get a job, job pays, you know, bill, like, the five and dime is out, (laughs) you know, like, these places that, uh, existed for, like, like, super low, cheap things don't exist anymore, so we're at, like, a really tough time, if you don't have, like, a really nice job, you know, you're not making, like, that, like, 30000 is poor, you know, you're making 30000 a year, you're really not making anything, because, like, you barely have enough to live, and then tax season comes, and you get, you get like, $4,000 in taxes, depending on your situation. And that's not taxes, like, like, everyone gets confused, like, the government's giving you money. No, they took, they overtook money. That's what that means. It's a refund. They took too much money. All the credits that you get to live in this country, no. It's it's crazy, it's just the mentality like you know there's yeah, so they're content with living with mom and dad that's not hundred percent true always job hopping I mean that's true for me always job hopping like I was in age in a couple jobs, but whenever like something rubbed me the wrong way or I found a better opportunity, I would leave just because I had the option to like you know I wouldn't have longevity, but my wife now She's been in the same industry for nine, ten years. You know, she's not a job hopper. Like, I, I was actually the one that convinced her to switch from DME, the job she had been working for eight, nine years, to go to Goobagoo, which she works at now. And she, you not, know, I'm not trying to, I'm not saying she doesn't like it, doesn't like her job. Don't get me wrong. But um, there's sometimes she's like, I shouldn't have left, you know, because I had this bench, I had this. Uh, um, this setup, that set up, X, Y, Z, I know she was uh, a little bit regretful, you know, but like always job hopping. Um, hmm. uh, some It says here, lots of people job hop when they're young and studies show millennials actually stay with their employees longer than members of Generation X did at the same age. My wife just sent me a message saying, "Baby, I need something." <laughs> I'm on the computer, so I can see this. This is millennials are all alike. Now, that's that's almost like the most laziest statement, like ever, because millennials, no set group of baby boomers, Gen X, millennials, Gen Z, whatever, none of the peoples are alike. They, I mean, sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. So. I just wanted to bring that up at this last half of the episode to really show you like some of the misconceptions of millennials and some of the stereotypes are true. Some of them are definitely not true, but, um, I wanted to end with a parting piece of advice or guidance or just words, I should say, is that everybody has their place. I'm about to be a dad of Avner, you know, um, I am a stepdad of Liliana But I am just a dad, a happy dad going into this life and in this world, Um, waking up day by day, growing up and seeing the uh, plight of man and uh, the misconceptions of millennials. And uh, I'm not really doing this for everybody. I'm really just doing this podcast for my kids, really, and my wife, my family, anyone that's interested in listening. So then that way, they can gather what it is I've been doing for these past years and building a business and leaving a legacy and all that. Like, that's, this is a portion of my legacy. I don't have a lot of assets. My net worth is kind of low right now. I know that it will grow up, go up because I'm just that kind of person. But as of now, I don't have anything to leave them but this, you know, like this is free, you know, it's taking some time, but it's free, right? Um, Yeah, so. Um, by the way, my wife is asking for strawberries. So I'm going to cut this podcast out. I do appreciate you spending the time with me this evening or this day, whatever it is, whatever time it is while you're listening to this, it's evening for me, 1040. Um, Thank you, Daylight Savings Time. But I appreciate you. And I hope that you gathered some great uh, information from this uh, podcast. And I hope to see you tomorrow hey guys i hope you've enjoyed the millennial dad podcast so far there's more always more because seven days a week i go into and talk about things and i also would be bringing my kids on and other people that have interests i'm thinking of doing interviews pretty soon but i am pretty proud of myself. this is the next consecutive i have a couple in a row so far and i'm happy to keep on keeping going if you want to talk to me about something you've heard on this podcast or anything like that, go ahead. Follow me on Twitter at Adrian underscore Trotter. You can also follow, go to my website if you're looking to make it some websites made. And that is Trotter.media media in the, your browser. You can also follow me on my Facebook, Adrian Trotter. Also Instagram at Adrianos. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll catch you guys tomorrow.